0: Frank we'll take it from here hello everybody this is the John Twitchell show I'll be your host Tom D for today it is uh my anniversary October 7th 2023 and uh as I've said before John Twitchell will um is taking a hiatus and we will you know hopefully see him again soon hope he gets everything taken care of that he's got to so um he's a great host uh, this is Republic Broadcasting. If you're new to the show, uh, we are RBN, rbnrepublicbroadcasting.org, and we are a listener-driven entity where we depend on listeners' uh, support to keep the station on the air, so we'll get further into that as we go today. I have Roger Sales, a lot of you probably know him, and unfortunately, it's only a one-hour show, we're going to skip the two breaks in between the uh, first and second half hour so that we can give Roger time, because what he has to say is deep, deep is to, to set, tell you the minimum that I can put on it. For 40-some years, I've been looking for the answers that Roger had stored away in his uh, head. And somehow, some way, through all the travels of him and I traveling around the country, around the world, we never met before until I heard him on RBN uh, from a guest, another guest uh, show. So uh, he is going to kind of, I would like him to update us on on what's the most current status of the getting your national, your U.S. national status straightened out, and some of the new things that uh, I've heard him talking about on his show? Uh, Roger can be heard on the Radio Ranch
1: uh, seven days a week. At, six, um, six, Tom, six. six. Give me a day. Give me a day day off, would you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you
0: got to have a day off. And I appreciate you know what? I went back and listened to that recording from the other day where I finally found you on Radio Ranch. And um, and I I heard that you were uh, you're doing me a big favor by coming here. So I want to give you all the time you need. To um, you know try to give a synopsis of what you do for anybody that might be a new listener and give us some updates on some of the things that you've been discussing on radio Ranch during the week.
1: Okay well, ladies me, and gentlemen, me... this
0: is Roger Sales calling you I... from Ecuador.
1: Yeah, we're in Ecuador, and uh, thank you, Tom. Um, For the audience, I don't know. You see, what we don't know, I feel like Donald Rumsfeld. There are knowns, and there are unknowns, and there are unknowns that are unknowns. Well, my unknown is I don't know how many people listening have been exposed to this information before. So with that in mind, you almost don't know where to start. And it's very simple, uh, but yet the way it's been set up and executed – it's freaking incredibly complex, okay? It's very tedious, and that's part of the reason our community, the patriot legal community, yourself included Tom, had so little success for so long a time is because what we do is wake up to this, we don't have any idea how malicious or diabolical these people are, and we don't know anything about law, and so we automatically dive into statutes and regulations, right? Oh, it says this here, and And the problem is, is our enemies are much slicker than that. And they go in and and hide things. They hide them by changing the labels on the concepts. Uh, They hide them by hiding other things and putting them in front of them to distract you. They've gone to unbelievable lengths, really, to hide this. And... uh, uh i i people had a grasp of it but nobody had the thread you could drag and ha- have a thread where i can lead you where you can touch something every way and get to the answer okay and this isn't just me i don't want to take credit i'm not egoed out about this um I quite frankly many times wonder why the hell I was chosen for this, but it's pretty obvious I was. I tried to give it away to people for years, and not only didn't they want it, they couldn't understand it. And I had the understanding, and here we are. I've been on the air trying to show people this for 12 and a half years in different places, consistently and uh, finally I think with the events of the last couple of years people are looking for answers and they can't find any answers because this is so well hidden but this is the answer okay and the simplicity of it for the audience that may not have been exposed to this for the first 90 years of our country from the articles of the confederation up until the end of the civil war we'll call it um There was only one political status. See, there was no federal status back all that first 90 years. In essence, if you really go back and think about it, Tom, the people that were born and raised in D.C. and or the territories, they were stateless. They didn't have any affiliation with any other country, and they had a very loose affiliation with our country because the only people that had a political status were in the states. And they were state citizens. And because they were a citizen of the state, they were a citizen of the United States of America or a national citizen, right? That's where they're getting the term right there, okay? So then we fought this war ostensibly to free the slaves, and if you want to go there today, I believe I can prove to you that, you know, the U.S. was the only country in history that ever fought a war to end slavery. Did you know that, Tom? Uh, I, your I think you, you
0: had told me about that, Yes.
1: Well, yeah, think, I mean, historically, we're the only country in the history of the world that ever fought a war to end slavery. And that's because it wasn't fought to end slavery. It was fought to set up a slave system that no one would recognize where they could enslave everybody 60 years later.
0: slaves out all of us. And they didn't the right, slaves. They made all of us right.
1: slaves. And that's what's gone on now, after the uh with the end of the uh the war to enslave everybody you know one of my good students, Daryl, calls it the war to bring in the civil law now that's very accurate too, okay. Because when they established this secondary federal citizenship with the 13th and 14th Amendment, those people got man-made civil rights. They didn't have God-given rights like the state citizens did. Okay? So that led to a situation, and if you're not familiar with this, you're probably real young, or you never did study very well, or somehow you've just missed it. And that was a period in our history when a, a, a group of laws controlled called the Jim Crow laws. I'm, I'm assuming everybody has some Element of familiarity with the Jim Crow laws. And that was when blacks went to one restroom, whites went to another, posted, white, colored, you know, uh, uh, restaurants, uh, any facility had a white and a black element. Okay. And that was Jim Crow. The blacks were the new federal citizens, predominantly black, not totally, but vastly predominantly black former Negro slaves that were awarded this federal citizenship called a citizen of the United States. Now, remember, what we just talked about, the state citizen was a citizen of the United States of America, But the new federal citizens were citizens of the United States, the federal United States. So there's the two clear-cut political statuses. Whitey of Jim Crow was a state citizen. And the new federal citizen, predominantly black, was Jim Crow. That came from a song, Tom, uh, evidently a real, real popular song in the early 1800s, around 1820, 25, something like that, called Jumpin' Jumpin' Jim Crow, and that's where the label Jim Crow came from, okay? And so we went along that route until March the 9th of 1933. And that's when the international bankers, having controlled the Federal Reserve for about 17 years at that point, bankrupted the country in the bond market. It didn't come from the stock market crash in 29. This was a bankruptcy in the bond market. Okay, And that's the day that many of you will remember that Roosevelt took the gold and they made holding gold, except for numismatic coins with intrinsic value, they made that punishable by a fine of $10,000 and a year in jail. There was only one guy evidently ever prosecuted under that, but that was the active thing that was put in place when they changed the systems. Roosevelt took the gold, and then they came back with the paper, right? So if you go to Black's Law Dictionary, And go look under Bank Holiday of 1933. It's in Black's Law Dictionary. And it'll tell you that the banks closed and reopened after five days under regulations from the Secretary of the Treasury. That's what it says in Black's. Well, here's the the rub in this. This is what they didn't say in Black's there never was a secretary of treasury before march the 9th of 33 and there weren't any regulations because there weren't any agencies we were free people we used gold and then when they made the change it came back and we used paper that is the change of the system when they did that They put all of the population into this secondary citizen of the United States federal citizenship as a surety for the bankruptcy. Now, hiding underneath that citizen of the United States and this federal citizenship is the feudal system, unbeknownst to virtually everybody okay now the way that they're bringing that in and the way they're attaching it is with a mechanism called birthright citizenship now some of you may have heard that that's the bureaucratic term for it that's what they call it birthright citizenship now the illustration that i'm going to use especially for you texas and along the border folks you'll recognize this real quick tom you've heard the term anchor baby
0: Oh, absolutely. There's a
1: whole okay. bunch of them down here. <laughs> well, that's what that's what this is, okay? Yep. Mama and dad are Mexicans. Mom gets across the Rio Grande, has the child. The child's now a citizen of the United States, and the parents are Mexican nationals. How does that happen? That happens because of this birthright citizenship. Now, where this is going is there's two ways to transfer your herediment when you're born. You either get it through blood and the legal term for that is just j-u-s means law just sanguineous 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 is blood in spanish so this is the law of the blood this is when your parents you know today you got some listeners right here who's maybe their great-grandparents are greek italian spanish Polish, those are the ones I can think of right off of my, the top of my head, they can actually go back and get passports from those countries. You know that, Tom? Yep. When they prove that bloodline, they can go all the way back generationally, several generations, and go back and secure a passport and that nationality because of this way of transferring a retirement. The other way, and the only other Way is where you're born. And that's called just J U S again, just Tierra. T-I-E-R-R-A, Tierra being land in Spanish. So it's the law of the blood, of the law of the land. And what that means is that, just like our illustration, when Mexican mom has the baby in the U.S., it's now a citizen of the United States. Now, because of that, they can bring the whole extended family in.
0: Right. And you know what? That's not available in any other country. If you're born and you're, you're not born of re- citizens of the country, you don't get citizenship. They can't send you on home.
1: Well, you know, it's funny as as his migration thing got cooking us uh, about 10 years ago, I guess, in Germany, up in one of the uh province county, I can't remember what they call them in Germany, but one of them the migrant had committed a crime, and the article I saw was from the prosecutor of that county who said he was going to prosecute the migrant under the grounds that Germany does not have birthright citizenship, and he was not a citizen, so they could deport him. So Germany doesn't have it either. Now, the important part for the audience to know in discussing this and defining it a bit is there's only one system in the entire history of the planet where this birth, uh, assigning a political status of where you were born, there's only one system where it ever existed. And it existed for a thousand years in that system. And that system is the feudal system, and so, with birthright citizenship, when you're born in the United States, you're born into the feudal system. And the reason for that is because in 33, when they put everyone into that condition as all at one time, in the feudal system, there's a contract that is a silent contract, and it runs generationally. And it comes from when someone volunteered into a condition of servitude. a servitude the object of the manor's property rights when you voluntarily went into that condition you went through an oath and you can go look this up and i encourage you to do so okay it's called the oath of fealty f e a l t y and you can find one in monty python's holy grail you can read about it on the internet it was it, this is an ancient oath okay and you'd go into the lord of the manor And you'd kneel in front of him on both knees. That's very important because otherwise you only kneel on one knee. In this situation, you kneeled on both knees. And you put your hand above your head like you were praying. And the Lord of the manor would put his hands over your hands. The serfs of the manor were witnessing this. This is a contract. It's an oral contract. Called a parole contract, okay? And so you volunteered and pledged your body and your worldly goods to the Lord of the Manor. Your body as property, he now has a property right on you. And your worldly goods, because if someone's got a property right on you, you can't own property, you can possess it. You can control it, but because somebody has a property right on you, you can't own anything outright like you could before March the 9th of 1933. This is why, even though you got your car paid off, Tom, this is why you got a certificate of title and not the title. This is why right. with you your house, own you're, you're that's exactly allowed. right. You, you can't own right. anything. You can't right. own anything. You can possess it. You can control it. But you can't have ownership. You pay off your house, right? D- don't pay the taxes for a year and see who owns your house. All right? Yeah, In right. this condition, you are property. Now, that for the people that don't know this stuff, this is another level they're working on. This is there's a colloquial level with these words. There's a colloquial level that we use and understand, and then there's a highly technical legal conceptual definition, and that's what they're using. And let me give you an example with that word property. So Tom, now, if I say to you, "Hey, you paid your truck out off outside," is that truck's your property, right? And you'd say yes but and everybody it's not. <laughs> li- and everybody listening would understand our conversation wouldn't they okay but in the law property is a right and Tom's truck is a thing and the property is a right in and to the thing you can drive it you can sell it you can wreck it you can burn it you can do anything you want to it can't you yep that's property. It's a right. And I think that's one of the stumbling blocks that people have with this information is they don't understand these differences. Okay? And when I tell an audience member that's new to this, listening right now, you're a prop you're a piece of property, and they go, Look, I go look at myself in the mirror every day. I'm not property. <laughs> you don't understand the concept. Okay. They have a property yeah, explain, right Explain to here.
0: people the difference between being a citizen of the United States and a citizen of the United States of America.
1: Okay. Well, a citizen of the United States is Jim Crow. A citizen of the United States of America is Whitey. You want me to show you that in the United States Code today, this day, go to Title 42. That's the Civil Rights Code, the United States Code. Go to Section 1983 and I'm pretty sure it's repeated in 1986. And the statement is, the privileges and immunities of the citizens of the United States are the same as those of the white citizens. That's in the United States Code.
0: Yep, that shakes people up. They go, that can't be in there. That's racist. That's impossible. You go, Look.
1: <laughs> well, okay, it, shows you, it shows you how racist Congress is, doesn't it?
0: Well, I... You know when when was that written? That was back in that,
1: well that that comes from a piece of legislation called the Civil Rights Act of eighteen sixty six, which became right. the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, right. so yep. uh, so that's the scenario. There's two of these statuses: Whitey and Jim Crow, and Jim Crow and Jim Crow. And what they've done is they hid Whitey, and they stuck us all into this condition in March the 9th of nineteen thirty three. As property. Now, here's the rub and the answer, actually. Because you're now property of the federal government, you and mama, okay? So when you guys get a twinkle in daddy's eye, and nine months later a baby comes out, because you were property, the child is born into the condition. So not only are you voluntary serfs, but your children are voluntary serfs. Exactly in the principle of you guys are out there in Texas. A lot of people got cows and bulls out there, don't they, Tom?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, got them right across the street.
1: Okay, well when the cow and the bull have a calf, whose calf is it? Yeah, The farmer's. It's exactly the same principle. Okay, except this is voluntary servitude. Everything's got to be voluntary in this life. If it's not voluntary, it's tyranny. If they're telling you what you are, they're tyrants. So they go to all this trouble and turn everything reversed and around so they can ask you two questions. Are you a citizen of the United States? Are you a resident? Have you signed something? And even though they entered you into the contract fraudulently generations ago... They didn't give you full disclosure on those questions, and they're getting your agreement, and they're saying, hey, Tom, are you in this condition as a federal citizen? That's the first question. And you go, not knowing, you go, sure. And the second question is, basically, do you give us the consent of the governed as a serf? And you say, yes, yes. And you signed something. Now, even though it's a contract and you didn't enter into it, you were entered into it with fraud. That's why this all works. But you agreed to it. Yeah, That's, that's the, where the rubber meets the road. Now, Tom, this is some stuff I've stumbled on lately. Okay. I think I can prove to you right here in the audience that the Civil War was fought to get these two amendments in the Constitution so they could enslave the world with it 100 years later. Remember, they enslaved us and now as property they can collateralize our future income and that's the basis of the US dollar. The US dollar has been for a long time the world reserve currency, correct? Absolutely. So it's through the dollar that they're enslaving the world, and it's through this mechanism that they're enslaving us to produce the original credit tap, where bonds are sold into the bond market, that the whole financial system's based on.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's all okay. slavery. It's all
1: so weird. let's go. Let's go to the 13th Amendment. Because it was, it's very interesting, the history. And I'm, honestly, I'm just kind of learning some of this stuff myself and putting some of these pieces together. So after the Civil War, they went to pass the 13th Amendment in June. They let all the Southern legislators back into Congress to vote on it. So the 13th Amendment is constitutional. Okay. And it, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but it states neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, unless a person has been duly convicted of a crime, shall exist in any of the states or their jurisdiction there. So what are the two key takeaways there? For one thing, they tell you two out of the three forms of slavery. Slavery, which everybody understands, black slavery, or involuntary servitude. Now, involuntary servitude is from the feudal system also, and they were very much akin to To black slaves in our country, okay, but those are the only two that are outright there: slavery and involuntary servitude. So, what's the one that's left out, Tom? Um, I don't know. Voluntary Voluntary. servitude. Sorry about that. That's the only other. That's okay. That. Okay, we got a little. Yeah, all we right, got one gonna break hang, today. All right, all we're right, going to hang break on. Break. We're going to hang on voluntary servitude. Right.
2: The truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth.
3: Right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shiloji by other names Shilojit, Momio, Momi, Mami. Mineral pitch, asphaltum, and others. Shioji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shioji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure all of any earthly substance.
2: Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G O R B N.
0: says it's the end of time and the Mississippi River she's a gold dry. Oh. The interest is up and the stock market We have out. limited time and with Roger because he's got a lot to put out. He's going to pick up where we left off
1: with voluntary well, servitude versus uh, involuntary. Well, folks, I mean, listen, you you can talk about we can talk about this for 12-14 hours straight. Okay, it can be very complex. They've invoked a lot of things that they've hidden from us. They don't teach in our law schools anymore. The only reason I know is my law teacher used to study the old law, and he didn't do it in law school. Okay, so that—that's the reason we're here today. In all honesty, all right. All I did was pick up their foundation from taxes and take it to jurisdiction, and we found the answer. All right. So there's voluntary servitude that is excluded in the 13th Amendment. Now, there's a concept called legal by omission. And that means if it's not outright stated to be illegal, then it's legal, isn't it? Yes. Now, on this voluntary servitude thing, keep in mind, there is a part of the Constitution that says they cannot impair the ability to contract. Okay, and a voluntary servitude, like a bond servant, etc., is a form of contract. You're contracting with whoever owns your body from that point forward for whatever the duration and terms and conditions are, okay? But that is left out, voluntary servitude. That's the only other form of slavery that's out there besides the two that are stated. But the important part of that is not necessarily that, although that's important. The important part of it is that little word at the end there because that's the states their jurisdiction that's why they let the southern legislators back to vote on it to set up the 14th amendment okay because voluntary servitude in the states is now legal according to the 13th amendment which is constitutional isn't it okay, so let's go to the 14th amendment, all we deal with is the first, first clause here, okay and the first clause of the 14th amendment says, all persons born or naturalized in the United States, comma, and subject to the jurisdiction thereof, comma are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside, residence so To start this, let's note two things. First of all, it says subject to the jurisdiction thereof, singular, correct? The 13th Amendment had there, that was the states. The 14th Amendment says the jurisdiction, singular. And note that the 14th Amendment does not say, all persons born or naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof. It says and. And if there's some that are and subject, doesn't there have to be some that are and not subject? Yep, absolutely. Yep. That's Jim Crow right there so what if you look at the 14th amendment what we're dealing with here you got a two-prong legal test if you ever get and study law much you'll see in different aspects of the law where they'll have what they call legal tests and there's usually a couple of prongs of it that make the test valid and if all the prongs aren't met it's not valid Okay, so the 14th Amendment is a two pronged legal test. You've got to be born or naturalized in the United States, and then you've got to be subject to the jurisdiction thereof. A second test. And if you meet both tests, it tells us that you're a citizen of the United States or a resident of the state wherein you reside, right? Sorry for my noises here. Right, Tom?
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: Okay. So I'm telling you now that these guys knew what they were doing because there's the two questions are you a citizen of the United States are you a resident you not knowing what they're asking you answer yes well I guess Tom's subject to the jurisdiction thereof because he's fulfilled the second part of the test hasn't he do you see how slick these guys are
0: yeah, they, they fancy words. It's really, uh, the, 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 you know, what they must have really took them some time to put all this stuff together. So it looked me, like it was legal, but it's not.
4: They well,
1: actually, it
0: is legal. They
1: were, they, it's, it's extra constitutional. It's not unconstitutional because this bankruptcy thing, as long as this out is in there, they've got to rule it constitutional. But because of the bankruptcy, it's extra constitutional, not unconstitutional. Okay, These guys started that war 150 plus years ago that killed over 600,000 brothers versus brother Americans so they could get these two amendments in the Constitution to enslave the world with it 80 years later.
0: Yeah, I just – I want to let everybody know that um, there may be some people here, which I'm hoping that we have some new people that go like – what the hell is he talking about? Yep. Um, I I have a full six hours of interview with our guest Roger Sales available. If anyone who is thinking like, "Hey, I'd like to know more about this," or even if you don't want to know more about it, you should still le- at least listen to it with an open mind because the mind is like a parachute; doesn't work unless it's open. Yep. Email me, Tom email tom at republicbroadcasting.org that's O-R-G not com or dot net tom at org, and I will send you the links for all six hours of his conversation and then when you listen to that it'll all come in crystal clear uh, for that so um, I just want to let everybody know that that you, you don't have to try to figure this out on your own because it is complicated it took me 40 years to find it um, so Please write that down,
1: and then I'm going to let Roger carry on well really it is complex but a lot of the complexity is because you've been enslaved in your own mind and having to undo that where you can see what's gone on and understand it is the struggle what they've done is quite simple they, they had one status they fought a war they established a second status that wasn't equal to the first status and 60 years later they put us all into it without our knowledge and because of the nature of the condition every child that's been born since March the 9th of 33 was born to a condition of voluntary servitude as a surety for this fraudulent bankruptcy. And then to get your agreement throughout your life, they ask you those two questions. Are you you of the United States, are you a resident? You not knowing what you think, oh yeah I, my heart bleeds red, white, and blue. Oh, are you a resident? Sure, I live right over there. Well, that ain't what they're asking you. That's what you think they're asking you. Here's the two questions. Are you a citizen of the United States? Are you a new are you a federal citizen in the same condition as former black slaves after the Civil War with federal citizenship and man-given civil rights? And you not knowing that's the question, answer yes. The resident question is really, simply, is what set of laws do you live under, okay? But if you want to get technical about it, are you a new federal citizen, let's just say in your state, Tom, are you a federal citizen in the state of Texas asking for protection from the federal government against any action against you, the federal citizen, from this Texas state? So that is what we has really come alive to me in the last week is that right there and I don't know if we got the time for me to impress upon you how important that is this is your power what you're doing if you learn about this and feel uh, uh, comfortable enough or want to move forward what you're doing is moving out from under civil rights and moving back to where you were intended to be at birth with God given rights and duties and all the powers associated with that. Okay. You see, here's the big problem. You only get, when you get the, under the great heading of rights, Tom, there's two subcategories one is civil rights. The rights you have among the other people in the society, and the other is political rights. The right to run for office, vote, etc. But a citizen of the United States only gets one side of that. They don't have political rights. That's why they call voting a franchise. That's why you have to be a citizen of the United States to do it.
0: Yeah, that was one of the conversations you were having about a letter someone sent you about the ability to be able to
1: vote. Right. Well, we're dealing with that. We've gotten to a point where I understand this well enough. I've got it imparted unto enough people that understand it well enough that we can now start taking the offensive because we're on absolutely, totally solid legal ground here. Folks, I've been helping people understand this and follow through on it if they choose. It's your choice. Your freedom's your choice like your spirituality, okay? But I've been helping people do this for 12 and a half years now, and we've never never had one incident of blowback from the federal government, not one. Nope, it's been, um, I think it's
0: been over, uh, I think almost a year now that I filed my uh, rescission, and I had uh, people telling me, oh, you can't give up your U.S. citizenship, they'll kick you out
1: of the country. No, well, you not only had here. people telling <laughs> you that, you had attorneys telling you that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to bring other people into it by name. So, but yes, that's I, I correct. Did, I, but it's an attorney that has been trained. Yeah, it's an attorney that's been trained by the bar. That's the only way I can explain it. Hold on.
1: You know, so. Uh, well, well, let me give you a call back. I'm on a radio show. Call you back. <laughs> Okay.
0: You know, the way I like to, the way I try to tell people about how this all works is uh, just presume there's there's 51 countries on this landmass. 50 states and the federal government is their own country. And it's just like trying to go to France or anything like that. If you're going into another jurisdiction, then you have to have rights or the ability to do that. And if you're going to be a citizen of both, then you're going to be you're going to be bound by both The laws and regulations of both countries, your state and the federal government.
1: No, we won't be.
0: You want to separate that federal government
1: connection to yourself. When you file this paperwork, should you choose to do it, immediately, all six hundred plus administrative agencies of the federal government lose all their jurisdiction over you, with the exception. Of two obscure codes in the Internal Revenue Code, which are both constitutional. Okay. So that's, and then because the states have been made political subdivisions of the corrupt federal government and the state agencies that are imposed, they lose all their jurisdiction over you, too. Yep. Absolutely. No man made laws, which is all agencies do, apply to you after you put that document in the mail. Now, I want to tell the listeners, Tom, I've got a website too that they can glean a bit of information from. And that yes, is the, the matrix docs, D O C S, the matrix docs.com. Okay. There's interviews on there, samples of paperwork, all kinds of stuff. Um, Tom, I'm, did I mention this to you the other day, Eugene Schroeder's uh, Ward Emergency Powers Act? Have you ever seen that before?
0: Oh, restart. sorry. I had the uh, yeah, the mute button on because um, I got a little bit of a cough. Um, no, yeah. I, I I think I remember hearing about it, but I didn't get to follow up because well. I've been so busy.
1: Well, it was a, a, a project that was released back in 1994. I remember when we saw it years ago. And then I'd forgotten about it for a lot of years. It came up on the show one day. We're about to have Eugene Schroeder on the show here uh, in the near future. Um, he and a research team of eight other people produced a book and a video called War and Emergency Powers. You can access it on my website. Uh, Paul, our webmaster, has got a new little section at the bottom right for new students and a copy of the video with a cleaned up audio is there or you can go to rumble.com and put in war and emergency powers or trading with the enemy act I'm not sure which but it'll pop up and what they did is all of the detailed research around this bankruptcy okay and they show you what happened you remember a couple of months ago with all these lawsuits they're filing a charge in Trump with, and Trump in one of his statements said, they're trying to charge me with some 1970 1917 Espionage Act legislation. Did you hear him say that? I believe so, yes. That's what this is. That's the origin of the bankruptcy and everything else. What happened is in 1917, right before World War I, they passed this legislation, emergency powers, overrides everything, right, War and Emergency Powers Act, and they designated Germans as the enemy in 1917. In 1933 they took that exact legislation brought it forward took the word german out and put, put citizens Japanese of, in there no oh. <laughs> citizens of the citizens of the united states
0: oh i didn't know they jumped it that far i thought they did oh, yeah. it in stages
1: no, no. They went. Okay. The bankruptcy, the ad, the the stock market had crashed. Economy was bad. They pull off this fraudulent bankruptcy. And then what was it? it was the, the Great Depression was a, was a deflationary depression. There wasn't enough currency circulating. Here are these guys that have got the keys to the castle with this paper money. They wanted you suffering for 10 years so that you'd get acclimated into this system and to their authority.
0: yeah it's all you know it's um it's almost like somebody sat down a few hundred years ago and planned this all out because they're just following it like a movie script
1: well you know tom is very interesting somebody uh one of our listeners found on BitChute a audio book on this very thing voluntary servitude you know when it was published take a wild ass guess uh, probably prior to nineteen thirty three, maybe. How about how about
0: fifteen seventy seven? Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Then they have been planning. I know like the Chinese do that. They don't think okay. about a generation or two. They think in tens of gen tens of generations well, away okay.
1: they're well, planning. That's, that- that, somebody came up with that idea, and these people seized on it and perfected it and cooked up this scheme, and that's why they fought the Civil War, to get the amendments in that were going to allow it to be possible. Then they got a hold of the Federal Reserve, getting control of the money and the government from the back door, and then they pulled the bankruptcy and switched the systems. Now, the good news for the audience, this is voluntary servitude. They tricked you into agreement All you have to do is volunteer out, and they cannot say no. Let me repeat that. They cannot say no, except if they want to be open tyrants. That's their only option. What this does in the great game of check chess is this document and this knowledge and understanding puts them in checkmate. They either recognize it, they built the whole system around it, they went to great lengths to hide it, but somebody found it. Now, you either recognize it or be an open tyrant. Your choice, Mr. International Banker.
0: Yeah, they're heading in that direction. That's why you need the protection of your sheriff. You know, did you did you ever see the uh, book? It was uh, actually a big two part book. It's called Anderson's on Sheriffs. It was the rights, duties, yeah. and responsibilities of the local yeah. sheriff.
1: Yeah, I have a I have a copy of that, and that's a fantastic um, read. He's also a great author, legal author. He also wrote Anderson on the UCC, which is one of the best overlays on the Uniform Commercial Code that we've produced. So, uh, yeah, we've got a con- we got some constitutional sheriffs. We got one up in Michigan that is, uh, I think, aware of this stuff. I've come across connections to two sheriffs in the last week, and hoping we can get this information to both of them, and they'll respond. But we're growing, folks. Um, see. Up until now, people haven't – first of all, this is confusing. And as I said, the reason it's confusing is because they've confused you in your mind. And they've done that by assigning opposite definitions to these keywords. And so when they ask you, are you a citizen of the United States, they've programmed into your subconscious that you are. Therefore, you answer yes. Okay, So that's what's going on, and that's the first step that you got to do, really, is if you go back to James 1.8 in the New Testament, it says a double-minded man is uncertain in all of his ways. It doesn't say he's uncertain in some of his ways. It doesn't say he's uncertain in part of his ways. It says he's uncertain in all. Of his ways. So, what is being double minded? That's taking a word like citizen of the United States and taking that definition and implanting it into your subconscious. It's a 180 degree opposite definition, always. And now your subconscious and your conscious are not working together. Your consciousness is about 10% of your day. Your subconscious is 90%. And those two are not working together when this trick is employed and it makes you double-minded. So it's an easy thing now that we know how they've done it. You've just got to go through your mind and find every one of these key words where they've got an opposite definition implanted in your subconscious. Switch it. To the right definition, now your conscious and your subconscious are working in tandem. And as Bruce, Dr. Bruce Lipton said on Joyce Riley's show years and years ago, talking about this subconscious thing, he said, when the subconscious and the conscious mind are working together, it is Empowering. And that's what happens as you get along this trail. You become re-empowered with the rights and duties you were supposed to have been given at birth by God that were stolen from you in this little trick. The big picture here, Tom, the big, big, big picture, Esau Edom stolen his birthright back. Yep. Yep
0: well i um I just like to tell everybody out there listening uh, for new and uh, not so new users uh, users. <laughs> still in my computer mode. um listeners. That I had Frank cut out the uh, two of the uh, commercials on this interview with Roger because it's important that he be able to keep continuity in the voluminous amount of information he has to get out to you. Uh, please help support RBN to keep it on the air so that I can bring Roger back on and we can have all the other uh, great guests and programs that we have. Um, I have uh I have I have some books if uh if anybody wants to make a $50 or more donation I have some books here that I would be uh, happy to send them uh, they're brand new they're from John Statmiller's personal library one of them is America's number one banned book Final Judgment by Michael Collins Piper I'm sure a lot of people know that Uh, and I have uh, Cloning of the American Mind, Eradicating Morality Through Education, B.K. Eichmann. Two of these are great books. Uh, The phone number uh, is 800-724-2719, and when you get the auto attendant, you get the lovely voice, please press button three. We really need you to donate to keep this program's on the air and getting Roger back here more often um, so that uh, you can learn a lot more. And if you are interested in the previous six hour interview with roger please email me tom at republic broadcasting.org and i will send you the links for all six hours and you will get a really really great understanding of what roger's been trying to compress into an hour and other than that i thank everybody for listening and roger we um want to uh, give your website out again and and the state sh- yep. and the times and dates and where they can find your weekly show all right
1: yep i'm on the air six days a week we have Our own little deal, and uh, it's a unique uh, platform setting in the fact that our show is on the air for people like you that get confronted with this that want to respond and learn more and to with questions because there's a lot of questions here, okay. And so the platform is for listeners to join in, students, and ask their questions, and then everybody gets the answer. So I'm on six days a week, Monday through saturday and you can find directions and instructions on thematrixdocsdocs.com, thematrixdocs.com and feel free to come join us on the program it's 11 to 1 by the way eastern uh, six days a week I still, I still get those time zones mixed up. Even though I've been in Texas for four years. (laughs) Oh Lord, me too, Tom. All
0: right. Well, I think the end of the show is here. Are we done? And I think so. I hear the music. And uh, Frank, is that uh, there's no more, no more after this break, right? This is the end of the show. Okay. Okay, Thanks,
1: Frank. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, audience.
0: Thank you, Frank. And thank you, Roger, for joining us. And we'll get you back on again. Again, if you want to hear all six hours, email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. And please help us donate to our, our organization here to keep this on the air. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, everybody.
3: Ciao, ciao.
2: free shipping on orders over $50 see the banners for hemp paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com
4: slash rbn this is rbn the republic broadcasting network